Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching uh, and if you're just listening, you can't, but I've got no one else in the room with me here today. It's kind of an empty, lonely space. Uh, Pastor Andy's in Mexico. Austin was away over the weekend. So one, he wasn't here, and two, he's catching up. And so we're just going to fly solo here today. So uh, thanks for coming along on this little solo flight. We'll see how this goes. But uh, in a lot of ways, this will just be kind of like side B to the sermon that we were in on Sunday. Um if you don't know what side B means, then you need to buff up on your 20th century technology. Um, but since there's no one else to kind of have a conversation with, it's just me talking to you, which in a lot of ways is just like an extension of the sermon. Um, but that hopefully will work out well for us because I did I have had some conversations. There were some things we didn't get to kind of cover on Sunday, and this just provides an opportunity for that. So anyway... Um, I'm going to give you a riddle that I'm going to also give to Randy next week. So I'll just start you off with that because I wouldn't want to leave you without a joke again. But this one came in from someone at church. So you've got like a week or so to think about it. All right. What do you call a hen looking at a pile of lettuce? What do you call a hen looking at a pile of lettuce? If you think you got the answer, don't tell Randy. Actually, go ahead and tell Randy. You know what I mean? He's not going to remember it anyway. Um, but anyway, Pastor Randy will be back next week. Um, this upcoming Sunday will be our last week in this prayer series. Um, I think Randy and Michelle, if things go well, should be back for that service, but they're getting back late Saturday, early Sunday morning. So um, I'm not totally sure if we'll see them yet. But for now, we're going to dive back into week number three. Um, when we were in uh in the bible and randy would be proud of us for that um but we were talking about having god-centered prayers um and what does that look like for us because so often our prayers tend to be kind of self-absorbed and so we started off in matthew chapter 6 with the lord's prayer the very beginning the first two verses of it or the disciples prayer uh, and then we ended in james but i had a conversation with someone after the service on sunday who uh, brought up a really good point, and he said, sometimes a God-centered prayer, it's like we're trying to see things the way that God sees them. And he was pointing out that that's a hard thing to do because our only perspective on life is our own perspective. We see the world through our eyes. We don't see it through someone else's eyes. Um, and so seeing things the way that God sees them is just not a natural thing for us. And I said that was a great point, and one of the reasons was because if we're going to pray a God-centered prayer, I've said this probably a couple times in this series, it's part of the process is having our hearts line up with God's heart. We want to align our desires and cravings and our will uh, with His. And so if you've ever uh, just tried to, I don't know, let's pretend you've seen something. This has happened to everybody. You see something out in the distance. Maybe it's a person that you're pointing out, or maybe it's a, you know an animal somewhere in the woods, or just you know something, and you want someone else to see it. What you'll do is you'll kind of try and get like behind them. If you've ever done this with, like, with a child, kind of get behind them. You put your hands on the side of their head, and you kind of try and direct their eyes 
to see what you're seeing. And your vantage point is slightly different, but you're trying to help them, right, see what you saw. And in a lot of ways, that's what God's trying to do with us. We're like the little child that in our prayers, when we're praying, uh, what's happening is if we're praying according to God's will, our will, it's like our vision, our sight line slowly starts to like shift and move and see what he sees. So whatever he's pointing out to us in the distance, uh, sometimes in our prayers, when we're seeing that, it's like our will is lining up with his will. And that's a, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, just in general, because we see the world through our own eyes. Um, another way that we see it be difficult sometimes if, is if you've ever had a, like a conflict with somebody. Um, one of the best things you can do in conflict is to put yourself in their shoes. And you know what that means. It's just trying to imagine their circumstances, their perspective, what are they seeing, feeling, etc. And then when you're able to put yourself in someone else's shoes uh, for a day, even you can kind of see what they, you know, the point that they're trying to make. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put ourselves in God's shoes. We're trying to see the world through his eyes and line our vision or will up with his vision and will. And that's really what, you know, then begins to direct our prayers, you might say. Um, so we're going to see things the same way that God sees them, but then a problem that we have, and this is one of the things we didn't get to get to because we can often let those, those prayers, uh, become kind of self-absorbed. And so the last part of our, uh, time together on Sunday was that God-centered prayers are not self-centered prayers, but so much of life is, you know, just turned back in on us and we don't want our prayers to do that. Um, and one of the ways, uh, at least maybe a potential, you know, kind of, uh, pattern to, to slide into often is when we're giving God praise or thanks. And one piece of that is, uh, we see it sometimes in like a Bible study or maybe one of our ABFs or a small group time where we're offering God and we all probably have heard or used this term, myself included, does anyone have any prayer or praise, right? You probably finished that sentence. So the prayer requests are just those, they're requests, things that we're asking God uh, to answer and respond to. Uh, but those praises, we use that term prayer and praise probably just because it starts with a PR and they become thanks. And not that that's wrong. We ought to thank God in our prayers, but they're not really thanks. Uh, a danger, though, in thanking God all the time is uh, thank you, God, for answering that prayer. Thank you for, uh, you know, allowing my leg to heal. Thank you for allowing me to get through this. Thank you for giving me this. Um, if it if we're not careful, at least sometimes those thanks in our moments of thanking God for things, um, we can let those thanks kind of become self-centered. You you try and coach this out of your kids even a little bit. Uh, if we're if it's their birthday party, for example, and they receive a gift from somebody, you want them one. You do want them to say thanks. That's a good thing. Um, but you don't just want those thanks to be kind of flippant and uh, turned back in towards them uh, because you want them to have a, 
a perspective that is not self-centered, that's pointing back to the person who is giving them that gift. And so, you know, if your child is receiving a gift, you know, from a friend or an aunt and uncle, you know, you want them to say, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. That was really kind. Um, Not just always, hey, thank you. Thank you for the toy. Thank you for the ball. Thank you for the game or whatever it is. And then, you know, I really needed that. Thank you for this. I really wanted that. Um, and that's sometimes a, a way that our, our prayers, our praises can actually not be as much of a praise as though they are a thanks that turns back into us. Um, but a true praise would be what? Would be when we are praising or exalting God for who he is and for what he's done and for what he's going to do. And so... Uh, I just read a short article, um, uh, I think it was J.I. Packer, uh, who had, was just trying to differentiate um, what a praise is and, and what a thanks, a thankful heart is. So, you know, an offering of praise and an offering of thanks, um, and at least recognizing that there's a difference there, and what are we doing when we're talking to God. Um, and then finally, and this is going to be a shorter episode, so I don't know how long we're into it already, but we're going to close out with just some practical ideas. Um, and, and these are some things that I've just come across kind of in the in the scope of things here uh, over this study as I've been reading and, and uh, studying and whatnot. But uh, I've got three practical ideas that I think can help us in our prayer life. And, and the first one is this, it should be familiar, and it's praying the Psalms. We've been in a study of the Psalms. Right now we're on a break from it. But if you've been with us for the last, uh, I don't even know when Randy started it, two years ago maybe, uh, probably getting close to that. Um, So if you've been around for a while, you know we've been in the Psalms. And that is God teaching us how to pray and how to praise. And those Psalms are very... They're just very raw sometimes. I mean, they're they're well written, and you see the Hebrew, the poetry in it. Uh, but at the same time, they come out of real life circumstances, and so those psalms for us can be a place that we turn to, and they teach us how to pray, and we can then just use them very simply, right? Kind of copy and paste right into our own prayer life, and obviously being mindful of what we're praying, but praying those psalms and letting them kind of fuel and direct our prayers uh, rather than let our mind just kind of wander from here to there. Um, So that would be something. Uh, And then kind of a second part to that one, the first one is just praying the entire scriptures, Um, finding ways to uh, incorporate the New Testament or any part of the Old Testament into our prayer life. in a short article by Kevin DeYoung, uh, I thought this was really insightful. He said, you can pray pretty much any passage of scripture. Um, you, you find a set of verses and you could pray those. And here's a helpful way to kind of just filter or uh, kind of categorize ways to pray different uh, passages. Uh, the first one would be to repent. Maybe there's a sin in that section that you need to repent of. And so that kind of prompts you to repent of uh, sin in your life. Um, There's a request that's being made. Uh, There's something that you need. Uh, There's a desire that you have that 
again, you believe lines up with God's desire. And so you pray for that request. Your, Your heart, again, is lining up with God's heart. So we can repent passages of scripture. We can request things from passages of scripture. Um, uh, my mind quickly goes to wisdom, right? James, uh, if you need it, you ask for it. Um, and then finally, you can rejoice. Um, you rejoice in who God is and how he responded uh, in the stories, uh, the narratives of the Old Testament and how God worked through his people throughout history. You see God um, yeah, just at work. And when you see him at work, you can rejoice in that. So those are just three ways to respond to scripture, uh, repent, request, and rejoice. Um, and so those are ways that you can use the, the scriptures to, yeah, just kind of guide and direct your prayer life. Um, the second one, and we talked about this briefly on Sunday was just praying the promises of God. Um, now, if we're going to pray the promises of God, that means we have to know the promises of God, obviously. Um, but when we're able to claim a promise, it's really something we're doing something just like Moses did in Exodus 32, where he's like, he knows who God is. He knows what he's done and what he's promised to do. And he's asking him to be true to his promise. Um, so when God says that his word's not going to return void... I might have even done this on Sunday, but um, I can't remember. If God's promised to not let his word come back empty-handed, when we're studying together, that's a that's a promise that we can claim and say, God, you've promised this. Please be at work in my life, in our lives, uh, as we study together and bring back uh, results, make something happen in us that only your word can do, uh, because you've promised that your word would do that and that it would, um, come back with hands full of life change. Um, so we can pray something like that, or you can look, you know, uh, into a God who provides and just say to God, God, you have provided for your people throughout history. And that's looked different it's looked differently in different circumstances, but God, I know that you're a God who provides, and so please um, continue to provide for me um, like you said you would. So we can pray the promises of God. All right, so that was one and two, praying the scriptures, the Psalms, uh, and all of the Bible, and then two, praying the promises of God. And then finally, um, praying the names and the attributes of God. And this kind of ties into knowing who God is and you know, I think the words we used on Sunday were uh, knowing God accurately or rightly, and then knowing God personally, having a close relationship with Him, not distant. And so, uh, what I'll do is in the realm post that you know I kind of post every week, reminding you about the um, about the podcast. I'll include a a PDF there uh, that I downloaded. This is a tool, and uh, if you're again watching, I show you a quick snippet of it. Um, two-sided page. Uh, it's a tool from the Navigators, uh, which is a college ministry, and they have this 30 days of praying, the names and attributes of God. And uh, I stumbled across it and thought it would be a great opportunity just to pass that on to you because it's, uh, yeah, encouraging you to pray for a 30-day period of time, and it gives you just some verses to look up and a name or an attribute. And this is something that could uh, just, again, begin to 
um, yeah, not just guide your prayer life, but begin to kind of prompt your prayer life. And so I want to put that out on Realm for you guys that you can download it or um, print it off. You do whatever you want to do with it, um, but just a, a helpful tool. Um, but that would be the third practical idea of a way to encourage your prayer life by, by praying the names and the attributes of God. And so um, God-centered praying is, yeah, like we kind of confessed early on on Sunday, it's not our natural inclination. We really want to um, view God as that genie in a bottle who can just, you know, answer the requests that we have, who can meet our needs, and those have a place in prayer, but those are, if we're not careful, can become self-centered prayers or self-absorbed prayers. And we want our prayers to begin with God and end with God, not necessarily literally. I mean, if you look through the Psalms, they don't all start with, you know, who God is and names of God. They start off with please sometimes. But to have God at the center of our prayers, uh, this, yeah. The beginning, middle, and end, uh, who God is, our relationship with Him driving that, and just, um, yeah, guarding against our prayers turning back in on ourselves and crying out to God. And, and so that's where we're going to be in week four uh, this last week, uh, which, reminder, we're going to be outside at the Hershey's Farm on Sunday, 11 o'clock start time. Okay, if you need a reminder about that, there you go. Uh, but this week four, we're just going to spend, it'll be a shorter time, but we're going to spend it looking at what it, what does it look like to cry out to God when we need help. Those times where we're just desperate and it feels like the world is kind of crumbling in around us and we've got no place to go, nowhere to turn. And how do those prayers help us? So uh, crying out to God in times of help. Uh, that's how we're going to close the series out. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for yeah listening to today's podcast. As always, just want to remind you that you can send questions in to the email address, podcast at cbcmj.com. Uh, love getting those questions. They're always helpful for us. And if you're thinking it and asking it, someone else probably is too. Uh, so don't be shy. Send them in. And yeah, love you guys. Appreciate you. And we'll see you on Sunday. All right. Have a great week. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.